Putin, Zelensky, Biden, NATO, and Eastern Europe at war. You are listening to continuing coverage of war in Ukraine on The John DePietro Show. AM 1380, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Listen live online at DePietro.com. Let's go live now to the border of Ukraine and John DePietro. Plenty of cold weather left. That's why you need to call Henry Oil today. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, online at henryoil.com. A Rhode Island success story tradition since 1947. Remember, with Henry Oil, oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, Budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. You'll be treated fairly, promptly. They're so professional, they're just the best. Switch to Henry Oil today. Get your oil tank filled, 401-521-0200, and online at henryoil.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. As you know, it is Monday. Uh, it is March 14th. And I also, this portion of the program, folks, brought to you by End Zone Sports Pub. Hey, Dana, the crew, they're ready for all the March Madness. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. I love End Zone Sports Pub. Catch all the action, big screen TVs, great crowd. Remember, it's clean, it's family-friendly. They also do karaoke on Friday and Saturday nights. I'll see you at End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Look for them on Facebook. So, folks, um, we, we I, I recognize, I mean, the entire program, right? We have three hours a day. We start at 11, and we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. And, again, you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com d-e-p-t-r-o.com if you've missed any of our coverage this is an incredible venture overseas you can uh i've I've been compiling it as much as i can on the website depetro.com and then you can see some of the video uh and there's a lot more right there beginning and end and remember depetro.com brought by the coesed in stop it and see them 226 coesed avenue west warwick there's a link on the website i recognize that obviously since i am coming to you right now in Poland, right near the uh, border of Ukraine, and we've been broadcasting from there. At the same time, we uh, I recognize there's events happening uh, in Rhode Island, and the technology is terrific. We can follow both, and I want to comment on uh, two stories. We're going to continue our segments. So what we I think we're going to do, and it's kind of fluid, but uh, for the time being, you know, we'll one hour of the program will be on a lot of the local stuff that's going on. And then two hours of the program will, will most likely be me here interviewing people, covering uh, everything that's happening. I can tell you, and we'll, we'll talk about it, that the, the presence of, I, I mean, I just saw American military going for a morning stroll. Um, I'm going to have the video up on, uh, on Facebook, and then I'll have it on, on, the, on the website a little bit later. But uh, the American military presence is building. It's also interesting how Congress is starting to pressure Biden, President Biden, to do more. And uh, this is not about boots on the ground. There's a lot of things we can do behind the scenes, training, helping the, the uh, NATO forces, uh, Ukrainian military with a lot of our weapons. Um, there's a lot we can do before they start sending in, and I, I don't think there's going to be a need to. And so that should uh, come down. But I do want to touch on two local things. One is, and uh, I'm going to talk about it with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com. But the way that Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee has been governor for a year, former mayor of Cumberland, the way he has thrown around money, um, I don't know how else to describe it other than it's just reckless, it's irresponsible, and it's all for political gain. The type of spending that he's doing and throwing around money and trying to guise it as something else, 
I just don't recall. We certainly didn't see it with uh, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo. Not to that way. She used money, state money, her own benefits, which was basically everything was like a PR machine for Raimondo. But if you go back, you certainly didn't use that in with Chafee. Chafee was, was certainly not a, a great governor, wasn't even a good governor, but he wasn't throwing money around. And you certainly didn't see it under the, the uh, terms of governor of Rhode Island, Governor Don Kachiri, who was governor for eight years, and then Lincoln Allman. So I just don't think we've ever seen this. It's irresponsible. It's reckless. It's wrong. And Governor McKee now just seems to come up with what's my new excuse just to give people money. And there's, there's incentive. And it's, I, I don't know how else to describe it. I know they don't like it that I'm describing it that way, but it's, it's all favoritism and it's incentive and bribes to just get people to vote for them, state workers, for the primary coming up in September. And the latest now is, see, it all started. And the problem is once you go down that road and set the precedent, everybody else lines up. And I get that, but it's still wrong. As I said, it started when he gave the Providence teachers. They just didn't sign a new contract. They all got $3,000 bonuses. Next came the unions, the state workers. Then it became, well, we're going to give them an incentive to get the vaccine. And that didn't make sense. So then he said, oh, now it's a retention bonus. You know, it's tough to keep the workers. And everyone knows, no, it's not. That, that's ridiculous. No, it is not. It's not harder hard at all you still have to be politically connected to state, get a state job then they started giving it out to the judges uh people are calling it the mckee three that's the magic number three thousand dollars and then now and this is the most absurd now he's governor mckee is going to give three thousand dollars to to state troopers for using the body cam that is part of the job see it's not it they're not giving them the three thousand in order to use the body cam they're giving them the three thousand because the providence teachers got the three thousand and then the state workers and the union people got the three thousand dollar bonus and then you have the judges and the judiciary that gets the three thousand and fifteen hundred of this is going to hit in july right before early voting it's wrong and seemingly now governor mckee just sticks to his talking points oh no that's what it is it's insulting that's not what it is we know what it is it's wrong it shouldn't be allowed uh, the voters will decide in September, but I've just never seen, I think it's an abuse of power without question. Another part, uh, story that I do want to touch on, and that is that, uh, coming up on Wednesday, state Senator Jessica De La Cruz is going to announce, she's doing a press conference to announce that she is officially in the CD2 race, Congressional District 2 race to uh, take that's the Langevin seat she will be in a primary against Cranston Mayor Alan Fung and also former representative Bob Lancia so she's going to find out on Wednesday um, I, I don't know enough about who's behind the scenes and running this campaign number one she doesn't live in the district and I always think it begins and ends with that's a bit of a problem they are they're being very ambitious I wish her well but she's doing an announcement in Cranston that tells me people behind the scenes are telling her we're going to take it right to Fung and Lancer, do it right in their backyard. I, I wouldn't have encouraged something like this. I think she, she doesn't have to do the big announcement this way. Uh, people do videos. She could do a series of one-on-one -on -one interviews and then do some, you know, town halls, do a, a town hall meeting in Warwick, do a town hall meeting in North Kingstown, do some kind of a meet and greet in uh, Johnston, but they're going to do that. And then she also says at the end of her press release, and she will take questions. Now that is so inside baseball, whoever's advising her, see what this comes down to, I believe, was that in 2018, when Kranz Mayor Alan Fung announced for governor, uh, he, I, I think they then regarded as a mistake that he wouldn't take questions afterwards. And he was kind of ridiculed for it. It was a strategy, like just let the announcement be the, the story. But he was likable, and then he didn't talk to the media. And you also saw Seth Magaziner do that when he announced for governor, and he wouldn't talk to the media that had gathered at the announcement. I think that's where, you know, um, political consultants get involved. But I, I, I hope for Senator Jessa de la Cruz, she, this is, she's going to find out where, where the media stands. Now, you can only be prepped so much. And then this, this is, this is ha hard high wire act a lot of attention on her and they're gonna you watch they're gonna be pummeling her with questions about president trump about ukraine about january 6th 
Um, it, it's just going to be a lot of questions about that. What does that have to do with her candidacy? Nothing. Of course not. But she's the one that's opened up the press conference and watched the way that people will try to trip her up. We haven't had um, a, a Republican uh, as far as, I, I, you know, we're going to find out more about her politics. I know many of her supporters describe her as she's a, a real Republican, but we're, we're going to find out more. I wish her well. I hope to interview her at some point down the line. She's got, you know, I think it's tough. I've seen people do this before where they're very popular where they are, but the people that really like them, the person, and support them, they can't vote for them. I remember when Betsy Denigan, very, very popular from East Providence, she decided to run for the Langevin seat. And then uh, so suddenly she's down in Narragansett. All of her base, all of her voters, all of her supporters, none of them could vote for her. And that makes a big difference. So Jessica De La Cruz, I wouldn't have done, we'll find out. Maybe it'll be a huge home run. I wouldn't have done the Cranston rollout. I wouldn't have done the big press conference. I think she would have been more effective. We'll find out uh, doing a series of, uh, nothing wrong with doing one-on-one interviews, but a press conference can get away from people and they can turn into just, you know, there's no off-ramp and people, you know, it can just, people just start getting very aggressive. And I think she's about to learn that um, as much as she may think she has a good relationship with a lot of members of the media, she's about to find really where they stand. And I can tell you that it, it is not supportive of anyone Republican who would then be running uh, for Congress to represent Rhode Island. So we're going to find out. Folks, again, it is the John DePietro Show. We have a lot more ahead. Remember, go to the website, depetro.com. We have so many terrific sponsors, just like, don't forget, our friends with Soul Source Restoration serving both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Now, they clean and disinfect residential homes. It's Soul Source, S-O-L-E-S-O-U-R-C, Soul Source Restoration, clean and disinfect residential commercial properties. Call Mike CP, 401-712-2700 for a free quote. Folks, you are listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus, for heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508 508- 252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359. And in Rhode Island, 401 401- 885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. To the John DePietro Show weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Although I am in Eastern Europe, our segments continue. <laughs> and through the miracle of uh, the apps that are available, folks, we can still do um politics this week with justin katz which i always look forward to doing this time though he's going to have an advantage because he is more up to speed on everything that's going on than i am but justin even though i am um, actually coming to you right now on the border of uh, poland and ukraine um i i cannot i i i just can't believe uh what i've dubbed the mckee three and that is it started last it started last year when governor mckee announced they had a new contract with the Providence teachers. And I just want to touch on it briefly with you, but, and he gave them all $3,000 bonuses and said it was because of COVID and they deserved it. And then it became an incentive supposedly for the state workers to get the vaccine. Then governor McKee said that wasn't well thought out. Then it suddenly they pivoted into calling it a retention bonus, even though then it extended to judges who had lifetime appointments getting the 3000 and at this point, to me, th- this has just become laughable. We are now, and the latest now, even though I'm halfway around the world, Governor McKee is announcing 
since they, the state's getting the body cams and all the Rhode Island State Police now, we're going to have body cams. The state police, supposedly, they're going to be given $3,000 bonus in order to wear it. Justin, it, it begins and ends with the, the way, it, you know, the state workers and, and everyone connected with it. If it's, it's the ultimate in for penny, in for pound. If, this is why you have to be so cautious. And there should be a lot more criticism, I believe, coming and directed at Governor McKee. It, it, say that you know first it was an incentive of uh, incentive to get the vaccine then it became retention and now that this is like you're going to give someone a bonus for showing up on time for work so i just want to get your thought on uh, at this point i don't know where it ends with this this three thousand this magical number of three thousand dollars that everyone seems to be getting yeah they <laughs> they would have been better off just saying this is your three thousand dollar graft bonus or something like that because something consistent and honest because as they go looking for <clears throat> excuse me different excuses to give each different part negotiating unit a bonus it, it just it does as you said it becomes laughable uh it's the same amount for all of them and all of the excuses are bad whether it's giving them most people who are mostly vaccinated in the first place to get vaccinated or or giving them or people who have have the most desirable jobs in the state of retention bonus or now giving police a bonus for wearing body cameras which i think they're supposed to do by law anyway uh it, it's just it's right. so clearly just an excuse um and personally i i agree with people who I, i've seen who ask hey can i get a bonus for letting the police film me when I'm arrested. I think that's that's a good question. Maybe we should have a $3,000 arrest bonus for people who appear on the body cameras. It's it's just gotten so to that level of absurdity. And I think just like so much else in his administration, I think McKee just doesn't know a way out of it. I think you're right. And, and Justin, this also, it sets up. Do you think that the other contenders, at least in the primary for the Democrat, that they are not uh, criticizing him because they feel that they, you know, they're pulling from the same constituency? Or do you think that this has become the new, like another element of the insiders club, which is if you're in the inside and you have a state job, you know, you're better than the average Rhode Islander. It's all the people that are connected and they're all going to get their pensions and their free health care. And, and this, they kind of feel like, yeah, you know, if there's a lot of money, uh, everyone should be getting it. And suddenly the fact that it even extended to the judges and now, like at this point, they're just making up reasons to give it. But do you, do you think the reason is because he's not going to be criticized because they, they're all kind of drawing from the same pool? Yeah, well, I mean, more than that, it's just it's a, even if you're not drawing from that pool, they're, they're, they certainly can't afford to lose it. And so it's, it's really a, a protected class in Rhode Island. This is who Rhode Island is organized and governed to benefit are people who have government jobs, especially at the state level. And so none of none of the Democratic competitors are, are going to say anything that might suggest taking a, a penny away from. Uh, away from them. So they're just, you know, for years and years, uh, that was the, you worried about being primaried by the unions. And now they, they've completely, in the past 20 years, they've just completely taken over to the point that you almost don't even have to worry about it as a union member, because all the polit the Democrat politicians are just going to, just going to go along with you. you. You really do, you would need somebody to to foster a different constituency, a different base, and at this point that would have to be on the Republican side. I mean, McKee, some of us had some hope for him because he talked a lot about small business and municipal government, uh, you know, on, from the administrative side, uh, the taxpayer side, uh, and we some. You know, we, there was some question: Will he stand up to the unions? And the answer is is no. <laughs> and so I, I I despair of ever having a Democrat governor who ever will do that again. Uh, so it's going to come up to Republicans, and and I just don't start. I mean, there's kind of a Republican on in the race, but not really yet. So so I think yeah, the the other Democrat contenders are they're just going to roll with it because you can't afford to insult that that group of voters. Folks, our second with me is Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorising.com. Justin, let's also just talk about where you think Governor McKee is 
as far as COVID, again, I, I just come back to, I, I think he's had such a false sense of what it's like to be governor. There's money so flush with cash. You know, they think, I mean, they think nothing of throwing 10 million here, 5 million a year in the past. Uh, it never could be done. I want to remind people that we, we lost the Paw Sox because the state wouldn't pony up 22 million. I mean, I think McKee carries more than that around in his uh, governor's wallet. But where, yeah. where do you think we are right now? They're still not ready to announce that it, that it's over to me. Yeah, they're still hedging. They're moving into the endemic, not pandemic phase. But, you know, there are a lot of parallels to to the, the $3,000 bonus we were just talking about, not the least all the money that's just flooding state government that they're able to shuffle around, but just the this sense that you're being lied to and played. I mean, the, the latest announcement, McKee's going along with the CDC and recalculating uh, how you understand what areas are, are at high risk of COVID. And it was a simple change of the way they calculate the number. And overnight, the national map went from completely red, as in high risk across the country, to mixed, but mostly just fine, moderate to low risk of COVID. And it was it was really, it just went back to a reversal of what some of us noticed when COVID kicked off, when they went, you know, we, we were watching the hospitalization rate. And everybody was saying hospitalization, that's the big thing, to num- the big number to watch. And it was going up and up, and then it started going down. And then all of a sudden, the Raimondo administration <clears throat> changed how they calculated that. And suddenly, we were going up again and had, had I think it was a 25% increase over one day just from changing the calculation. So now they've just switched it back. And I think that's that's a big, big problem uh, going to be for McKee, I think, but certainly for any future governors who have to deal with any kind of mental or sorry, for any kind of health issues. Uh, issue because uh, a lot of us, myself definitely included, have have completely had our trust in the public health establishment shattered. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I I think McKee's kind of fecklessness with that is is only contributing to it. The, you know, the going along with masking kids, going along with with all of that and and extending his his executive order powers, even though the General Assembly kind of sort of said he couldn't. I think the message people are getting is that, you know, they'll, they're just making it up as they go. They've got no idea. And uh, it's all arbitrary and phony. And I, I think that's going to come back to bite a lot of people in the future. He's also stopped the, uh, the press briefings for the most part. I think, you know, initially it was like he wanted people to get to know him. Now it's too bad. He, he you know, I, I think like he doesn't want to have to stand there and answer questions about 3000 for the state police wearing their body cams. I don't know how you stop the other police forces in the state from why wouldn't they get 3000 for wearing their body camps? I, I think he just has reached a point where he'd rather just do the quick hit when he's leaving the ribbon cutting of something or announcing a new grant. But, um, you know, I, I think the days of him sitting there saying, okay, who's got a question, go right ahead, stand up and ask your question. I, I think they've come to an end and it was, it simply to me that, that he just doesn't feel like answering a lot of the questions that that are valid questions, by the way. But I think it's a it's a pivot PR wise. They realize he was getting caught flat footed. I, I, I've heard from people that his people feel that part of the problem is he's just so accessible and as if that should be a problem. The problem is right. making folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more politics this week with Justin Katz. It's the international um, edition of it right here on the John DePietro show. A problem with your heating system? Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. 24 emergency service, gas boiler, oil burner, Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. They're helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services. Look for them on Facebook and the website is recooganheating.com. Residential services, as Coogie says, let us into your home don't fix it alone. Plumbing, heating, and cooling from winter to summer. Trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls, maintenance agreements, to installation, RE Coogan Heating. Proud to help residential customers, and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority. Call them today. Now it's cold. It's going to remain cold. Call Coogan Heating today, 401 401- Seven three two sixty five sixty two. It's Kogi. It's twenty four hour emergency service. Hey, not long ago, 
Our hot water tank gave out. What did I do? Did I panic? Did I try to fix it? I called Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorRising.com. Folks, again, just a reminder, through the uh, power, and I want to thank Jeff Gamach of our technology. I am, uh, as we're speaking, right at the border of Poland and Ukraine, and uh, Justin is in Rhode Island. Justin, um, I, I, I'm going to, again, stick with, to me, Governor McKee's kind of like, I, I think, for lack of a better example, but kind of like a Biden Democrat. And the idea of cutting taxes, it just doesn't seem to be in his mind. I, I almost want to give credit to Secretary of State Nelly Gorbea this week that, I mean, everyone is talking about high gas prices. They're only going to go higher. Um, at least she said, and granted, it was the Senate Republicans that initially said, why don't we pause the gas tax? Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? And to me, I just think the Democrat Party, whether it's Biden or McKee, they've entered a phase of the, the, the most they'll do is just not raise taxes. You know, the, the progressives still would like an AOC or a, a Matt Brown, say, or someone like that. But the, the, I think the days of hearing any type of Democrat talking about cutting taxes, I, I think it's a thing of the past. I think the, the closest you're going to come is just, hey, the good news is we're not going to raise it. But it is um, that was definitely different that Nellie Gorbea, I give her credit that at least she announced she didn't give them credit, but at least she introduced it. Certainly makes sense, some foresight of, of uh, something to cut into the high price of gas. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, the, it was it's kind of surprising to see that coming from her, although, you know, you, you, we did already see it from the Republicans. I think it was prefaced a little bit by M- Magaziner suggested pausing the federal uh, gas tax. So she might have taken that card. I think it's, you know, it's a good move. And it, it shows you how how badly I think McKee has gone astray that he's left himself open on the on the right from a from a fellow democrat i mean you have to go you have to go pretty far left to be outflanked on the on the conservative side by a fellow democrat in rhode island uh, certainly gorbea uh, so it's it's i think in that regard it's 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 a good move but it, and it's surprising and, and it's mainly his he's losing his his kind of differentiation as you say he's he's a biden democrat now which is not something you want to be at this point uh and uh, this, with inflation and so on, and I, I think he's going to he's going to regret that. I did notice, however, that Corbea had to throw in a bunch of you know the, the standard economic illiteracy, like calling calling it price gouging that the prices are going up and trying to blame Russia. Uh, I mean, I, those are kind of the standard talking points at this at this point. But I think our fellow Rhode Islanders have been seeing those "I did that" Biden pictures of Biden yes, pointing at the I gas prices. Yeah, yeah. Those have been going on for months, long before anybody right. suggested uh, Russia was going to invade Ukraine. And so I don't think they're going to get away with that. Uh, but you know, in a primary, it may not matter because they're just so far into fantasy land on that side of the aisle that they can say pretty much whatever they want. But I think, you know, I th- at some point, uh, practical politicians who, who actually want people to vote for them have to acknowledge the pain. And when you're when you're seeing people complaining on social media that they're they're it's taking them eighty a hundred dollars to fill up their gas tanks, that's a sign that there's a constituency to be served. And it's it's almost in a way it's it's shocking that she's the first and only one to to really come out strongly or somewhat strongly for that move because it's it's such an obvious pocketbook. Uh, issue to run on it and things are so extreme on one hand as far as the price increases and the money is so flush in government right now from all the borrowing that the federal government did to, to fund uh, states and, and local governments that's it it just seems kind of like an obvious thing to do so it's actually you could argue it's it's depressing that it, it has become more of a a calling card among the democrats it is interesting how, um, and again, folks, our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorrising.com. By the way, as we're talking, this has nothing to do with Rhode Island politics, but I am hearing now that Tom Brady's announced he, he has changed his mind. He is coming back for a 23rd season. He's going to be with Tampa. So uh, that will be the big news, uh, at least for the next couple of days. But, but Justin, just before we move off, do, do we have any reason to believe, are you seeing any movement within 
just the the Democrat primary. It, it unless something changes or I'm missing something, um, it it just seems to still just be a two person race between McKee and and Nellie Gorbea. And I, I I just don't see. I I think I think a problem for the other Democrat candidates is the things that would be traditional Democrat issues. There. The, the, the issues you could make right now with what's going on, with inflation, uh, with some of the things McKee is doing with COVID, th- those are things that Democrat candidates don't, you know, draw attention to. They don't criticize. Um, but I, Helen, uh, Helena Bonanno, folks, I, I just, I, I just don't see, I mean, here we are in the March, and I, I just don't see the other three that are part of that primary. I, I just don't see any notable activity that they're breaking through at all no no they're uh to some extent they're trying i mean folks put out a an education plan which kind of wonky it's this kind of thing she should have probably done a year ago um mm. as a getting to know you uh, but it, it's very much more money more money more money for uh for and more more positions for the unions uh and so it's not something that's gonna make her stand out in the field so no there hasn't been much much uh motion i think a lot of it has to do with with global first of all as you say a lot of the issues that are that are salient and that they could actually capitalize on are kind of at this point foreclosed to rhode island democrats they're not allowed to to go after this and you, the, the word has probably come down from from on high in Washington uh, to say we're not going to talk about inflation. We're not going to talk about uh, any of the other things that, that are hurting Joe Biden at this point. And so I, I, I think they're all reluctant to do any of that. And there's that's the only way they're going to differentiate themselves. And a, a lot of the air has been taken out of the, the room. By by international global affairs, yeah. uh, which isn't really a governor's thing, so it's, they, they're in a hard spot trying to find some way to stand out because there's there's not much they can do. And I think folks is the one that's most disappointing here but as a as a, an executive and businesswoman. You'd think there'd be a lot of room for her to be the one outflanking yes. McKee on his right, but she's just not doing it, which which yeah. makes you think it was just a kind of an ideological hobby campaign where she actually wants to be a you know a left wing champion, and so she's not actually going to try to win very much, I guess, and by flank outflanking the governor on the right. Uh, so no, it's been quiet actually on that race, ever since, especially well, starting with Magaziner jumping into the congressional race and then with uh, in, with Russia uh, invading Ukraine. I think those kind of, it took, took turned eyes toward the national level in, in more way than one. Yeah. And, and the other two, I mean, that Daniel Monez, I wouldn't really expect a lot anyway. Uh, Matt Brown, I, it seems he's going to have just like a full ground game, but the, the one that um, there's, there's certainly an opening there is the uh, Helena Bonanno folks. But, you know, to, to not even have a plan on how to just help people at the gas pump or, you know, they're, they're, they're not sure what to do. I mean, Biden right now is just drowning in all directions. And, you know, between inaction on the war and now just inflation, I always think gas prices dominate so much of a mood because it's it's like billboards of how the economy is going on every corner. And that's all people are talking about is it's high. Now it's going to get higher. Now it starts to impact people the summertime. And they seem, my take is they seem frozen on not events in real time. This is, they're, they're not grasping what people need right now. Um, and the fact to come out with an education plan just means hiring more people. I mean, even her idol, Gina Raimondo had said that we, we spend enough money. It's not about enough money. I think the Providence schools are one of the like most funded top five in the United States. It's certainly not about money. That's just a, an effort really to try to kiss up to the unions. Folks, quick break. A lot more politics this week with Justin Katz right here on the John DePietro Show. Portion of the program brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Check them out on the website, dipetro.com, the Coesed Inn, or Rhode Island tradition since 1977, located 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers. There's always a great crowd. You can link directly to them, and gift certificates are available, the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue 
in West Warwick. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Again, it's folks, it's the International Division, but uh, I, I didn't, you know, part of the show has to be obviously what's going on locally. And then obviously because I am in Eastern Europe, we're giving firsthand account just to get a better sense of what's happening uh, over here. Justin, uh, coming up this week, Jessica De La Cruz, the senator, she is announcing her kickoff announcement. Um, working mom, uh, hasn't happened yet, not a lifetime politician. Um, and she's doing it in Cranston. Now, I'm going to say right now, prior to this, she's held kind of a, well, she's been very low key. You haven't seen her doing any interviews. She mentioned two things. Number one, she's going to take questions afterwards. Now, that's, that's an inside baseball dig that Seth Magaziner didn't take questions when he left and, and when, um, when he announced actually for, for governor. And then Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, when he announced in 2018, um, he didn't talk, take questions after that. It, it was seen as a mistake because he's actually pretty likable. But to me, this is, this is like a little too, and I don't know who's running the campaign, but like a little inside too cute, the fact that they're, they're doing it in Cranston and Fung's from Cranston and Lancey is in Cranston and, and just your general broad stroke thoughts on, you know, the working mom, not a lifetime politician, will take questions. Um, she did spell Phoenix Avenue wrong, but um, what, what is your just general thought just on the announcement? Well, it feels kind of uh, standard, you know, not yeah. a public appearance at a restaurant and taking questions and all that. And contrasted with with Fung was almost like a, a well-planned media splash with his logo. Uh, yeah. Kind of a different, almost more standard feel to it. And it does, you know, the location does give reporters an opportunity, like I saw them doing, to, to remind people she doesn't live in a district. Yeah. Uh, and so that's... and that, to me, that kind of we keep seeing Magaziner hopping around on his tour of restaurants with the takeout bags with the photos. Oh, just <laughs> just bought another a third lunch today from another yeah. restaurant. So, but uh, you know, I, I'm sure she'll do well. It was one thing that was interesting is actually I somebody just asked me today about the what what somebody had told him to to keep an eye on her, and he, he wanted my opinion on that, which which at least shows there are people out there working the conservative base uh, to to get some buzz around her so the it's still early uh but i, th I think she's she's got to figure out some way to stand out as you say the the kind of the inside yes i'll actually be taking questions it, it doesn't really i mean it, most people won't know what she's talking about uh and those who do you, she might just aggravate them because she has to remember she's in a primary not not going against magazine or quite yet uh so i, I think she's she's got a long way to go uh, but there's a lot of you know I'm, I'm sure there's there's national interest uh, because it's been a winning formula these younger attractive women on the conservative side particularly uh with with non non you know white supremacy names uh they're they're they've been a winner at the national level in Congress. So uh, I'm sure she's, she's drawing some attention in Washington, but it, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be tough. I think she, she needs to do some more creative thinking on how to, how to stand out. Yeah. I think she's got to be careful. Um, you know, the, the, you always have to be careful to me of there's people behind the scenes and they want to like stick it to funk. So it's, it's a little too inside. Like, yeah, we're going to do it in Cranston because that's where he is. And that's where Lance is. You got to think more of the voter. Um, I would have encouraged her to do it. I mean, she is, she actually lives closer to Johnston. That's still an important place. Maybe even, I mean, Warwick. I mean, if you could do well in Warwick, that would be strong. Or maybe somewhere where there's even more of a kind of conservative Republican base. But she's never done anything like this. Uh, there's a lot of questions they can throw. Maybe she feels she's going to, you know, really take it to, I don't know so much about Bob Lancia, but definitely Fung. But there's there's a lot happening right now. I think she's going to be surprised how many questions she's going to be asked about President Trump and, you know, about things like that, about the party, the the media, local media. Now, I, I think she's going to be thrown. I, I do think that only because she's she's never been uh, questioned this aggressively before. And when you have a, someone who's a conservative Republican stand up and they have a free shot and it's also it's a, it's it's a it's a press conference and things can kind of get away from you. And 
there's follow-up and and we're going to find out a little bit more about who her team is um i i think it's it's a tall order uh i i if i obviously i'm not but i i would have encouraged her to do more you know one-on-one interviews to try to i think it's a lot to try to do the big announcement like okay who's got a question go ahead we're going to learn more about her politics um, I, I think I would have done a little more of a softer rollout, some one-on-ones that are get comfortable in that and then start to figure out some of the questions. But, you know, they, they're going to go for broke. I think, you know, the, the race, I, I, you know, obviously Cranston's important and that is his home turf. But like I said, there's, there's other parts of uh, CD2. So I think we'll have a better sense. But I, I think, you know, misspelling Phoenix Avenue, I don't expect her to know that. But that tells me a lot about whoever is working with her that put it out that, you know, your first press release to make the announcement, as someone told me, you know, you go over it five times, you go over it five times more just to make sure there's no mistakes. And and that did not happen. Now, on the other side, we have finally we're learning more about the uh, person who's going to be the Republican candidate for governor. And uh, Justin Katz, I'm, I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on on her flyer. Well, you know, it, it seems kind of, you know, I, I, you make a great point about Jessica De La Cruz. There's a lot of state outside outside of uh, Cranston, and uh, she could have really gone around in a more folksy, low-key way to other parts of the state where Alan Fung doesn't have quite the advantage she does right in his right. home turf. And I think something very similar applies to to the uh gubernatorial candidate Callis, uh, that flyer, it's kind of, it, it made me think of uh, an, when an organization has an event of a motivational speaker, you know, yeah. it was that, it's that kind of feel. It's, it's all the, it's just her on with that, with the handwritten signature over her picture as if she yeah. was signing an autograph, you know, and it's, it's, there's no, there's no real personality to it. And I think that's, that's going to be, I mean, if people are feeling the way you've, you've kind of expressed as the, you know, the swooping in to take over the party, that flyer oh, yeah. certainly played into that, um, into that kind of impression. And especially right on the heels of, of this state GOP bringing in its first executive director in almost a decade, bringing, I, I'm not sure if he's, he calls it, he says it's, Jesus or Jesus Solerio, but he's from Illinois and, and they've admitted that he knows her uh, oh, yeah. and, raises questions of if whether she's funding his position as part of yeah uh so that really starts to feel like i'm just coming in to save your save your little state here and and have some fun running for governor of of uh rhode island and the providence plantations oops they told me not to say that you know i i think uh so the impression they're leaving is is not a, a good one as far as I can see. They they really sort of like Jessica. They ought to be you know, spending a lot more time just quietly moving around and not not drawing so much attention to the fact that she's from out of state and she's bringing in a machine uh, from out of state with her. And it sure sounds that way. And again, she um you know the photo. Someone said to me she. It would look like someone who's like, like an anchor on Fox News. Uh, again, you know, well lit nice professional photo but then when you go down to and folks the, the flyer we're referring to is the south kingstown gop they're going to do kind of let her get her feet wet by meeting with them and then the flyer get out uh meet featuring rhode island's next governor ashley collis but justin if you then go into the flyer itself and they talk about the details contributions twenty dollars uh slash person and then it says cash appreciated now anyone that knows anything about politics you now i don't expect her to know this but you 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 can't donate cash i mean that went out in in the 80s cash appreciated i don't remember the last time i've seen the word cash on a political flyer it's obviously a mistake um i i again i don't expect her to but it it makes me question dave uh, you know who is behind this running the campaign do they not know I, I think it's universal that you can't deal in cash. I mean, everything has to be checked and everything else. Can you imagine if in Rhode Island you still had cash contributions at some of these fundraisers and never mind when CNC was in office and so forth? But um, that's the type of thing. I know it's minor and it's not going to decide an election, but I, I come back to I don't expect the candidate to know everything, 
But that just tells me that the the people that that she has in this case surrounding her, that they're not picking up on on the little things. I also would like to hear your thought on um, uh, GOP chairwoman Susie Yankee. And again, folks, our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com. Susie Yankee said that the GOP expects big wins um, coming up in the fall. I mean, the table is set inflation is terrible people are upset about covid biden is the most unpopular president i think you know rhode island has seen since jimmy carter uh what what do you make of her pronouncement i mean you still have to back it up but what do you think of the the gop basically announcing we're expecting big wins this fall well you know i i hope so (laughs) um and if your if your eyes are national like a lot of eyes have been lately then then it looks plausible because Things are going badly for the Democrats, and it's looking like the Republicans will do very well in, in Washington, D.C., uh, and elected Congress and Senate. Uh, Rhode Island, it's a lot harder to tell. I mean, <clears throat> part of it could be that the news media just blacks out any good news for Republicans here. So you almost can't even know who, who the Republicans are or what they're doing. You know, the, the workaday Republicans, not the politicians. They love to hunt them out and try to look for ways to poke holes in them. But, you know, I'm not... I don't, I'm not seeing evidence of a major, major wave in Rhode Island so far. Uh, I, I know they. I've, I saw some pictures of candidate school for the Republicans, and it looked well attended. That's a hopeful sign. Yeah. Uh, but I say you know the, you've got to start to see something when when there's when there's not a when, when they're they're going to Illinois to find an executive director Ooh. and a governor's candidate you know that's not that's not a good sign when when there are seats open that it, you know people who in every legislative race democrats going unchallenged you know that's that's not a good sign i mean i'm just not i'm not feeling the buzz that i wish i were uh, so we'll see i'm i'm hopeful um but I, I think there's a risk of if you sound too optimistic based on on national trends, you send the signal to people who might be on the fence that hey everything will be all right you don't have to run and that's just not it. I mean it's it's it should still be red alert in Rhode Island. You know you've got to get out. Nobody's going to run if you don't. That kind of thing. There there should be a uh, more of a tone of kind of desperation like we this is the best time to run ever, but we need you. You need to run. Cause that's what, certainly what it feels like. It doesn't feel like they're, except for maybe Congress, it doesn't feel like Republicans are beating each other, trying to get to the, into the, into the races. So uh, I hope that changes, but I, I, I'm not seeing the evidence so far. Yeah. And I, you know what else, Justin Katz is, is you have to like bring it home and tie it. Um, it, it don't, don't get me wrong. It's an unbelievable golden opportunity. I don't remember the last time recent memory there's been this type of it's an off year so you don't have the turnout you don't have a presidential you're the most as i said unpopular president since since jimmy carter people are still upset about covid they're sick of what happened in the schools but unless you do the full circle and tie it into them you know that that democrat rep or senator they're with biden they're not going to knock biden they're not going to come up with solutions to help you because they're part of part of biden I, I personally, I don't see enough of the party, and I'm not trying to, but like really tying Governor McKee in and pointing out, like, I think you and I point out more things that they won't bring up than actually some of the people in the party do, to be honest with you. But, um, and so many people tell me, boy, when I hear the segment, I hear exactly what they should be doing, but I don't hear that. But, um, but I, I, they're, they're, unless something changes, they're not going to get a better opportunity to really tie it full circle but all of those democrats that are running the, the people have to tie it in that part of the, the reason that biden's in office and the, the state house um is just because they're they're all the same party i also just want to leave it with um just the cats i mean th- this is not only an unpopular president but right now you are you are seeing the political left the damage they have done the fact that they're still trying to go green as uh, gas prices are shooting through the roof um, obviously, um, you know, that people could say whatever they want, but Putin did not invade when Trump was in office. This is um, th- this is a party and, and this is a, a really tough, I think, the next six months, not just for the Biden presidency, but I think for the for the country as a whole. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I was thinking earlier today, I mean, some of the some of the clips you see on social media of Biden or Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker, uh, it's just 
I, I watch, I've watched politics a long time and I've read a lot of books about it, going back even farther. And I don't know that I've ever seen this level of shamelessness, just pure outright shamelessness, trying to, I mean, start with trying to blame in, in gas prices on, on Putin. I mean, they, when they were, when they've been going up for over a year, yeah. uh, but just just you've got you've got Biden saying no, what we're doing is not increasing inflation; it's just the opposite. Nancy Pelosi saying government spending pays down the national debt; it does not raise prices. What? What? I mean, it, it just doesn't even it's it's not even plausible. It's 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 not it's it's just so far out there. Yeah. Uh, even even down to uh, Mike Rea, who was one of uh, right Governor Raimondo's big PR people. Mm. He's out there going after Washington Post columnists about their they're comparing gas prices, saying, "Well, if you adjust for inflation, this isn't the highest we've seen. It was higher in 2008." Okay, you got us last time. There's a Democrat in mm. office. Uh, so the the uh, the idea that they're they're just denying reality and are trying to argue against what people are, are seeing right in front of them. It's just amazing. And I think I and it goes, I don't know if it's if it's that they're just so bought off by the, you know, the, the billionaires funding the grieve movement. Uh, one of them, you know, Vladimir Putin, by the way. Uh, but the the maybe they're bought off. Maybe they, they're just they're trapped by the progressives. I mean I another area I see and I there, here's an opportunity for Rhode Island Republicans that they're probably have some justified concerns about because the media would kill them are some of the the social issues the anti-racist stuff in the schools the transgenders we've got a uh, the ivy league swimming team are now broiled with with a, a biological male who changes in front of his female teammates and they're told to shut up and leave him alone i mean that's just I, it's just so crazy and bizarre and you know people going after desantis for the lying about how the don't this don't say gay bill, which completely misrepresented to the point that Bill Maher, a, yes. a longtime left wing talk show host, is saying, you know what? It's kind of reasonable what they're doing in Florida. That's how mm. far left they've gone. And it's, it's really right. it's just bizarre. And it's, it's really a frightening, frightening prospect that these are the people in charge as, you know, as they're the Russia's invading Ukraine, as think their explosions was in Kuwait, you know, from from Iran. I mean, just. The idea that uh, that this is the team that's in charge is, is just frightening, and I, I think voters are picking up on that, even if they're they're not feeling like they are so free as in the United States that they can say it. Folks, again, he is the managing editor at AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, great job as always. You stay safe, and we will talk to you again soon. Oh, you too, John. Keep it up. All right, thank you, Justin. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway how do you know it's brother's disposal because it's a purple dumpster look for them on facebook and give them a call for an estimate 401-688-0517 get a dumpster in your driveway maybe you're cleaning out your basement your garage unwanted belongings maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out clean it out with brother's disposal they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brother roland today at brother's disposal 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. Look for them on Facebook. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven.